Hello guys, welcome to New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. I'm here with my best friend, <laughs> co-partner, business partner, um, I don't know, sometimes relationship mediator, sometimes lover, <laughs> <laughs> all the things to me, Paisley <laughs> um, Hart, and he is uh, just a phenomenal human being that has completely um, just opened my heart, opened my life in so many ways, and I'm very excited to, to drop into this conversation with him today, and yeah, I might let you share a bit about who we are or who you are. <laughs> Mm. hello everyone hello the institute of new paradigm intimacy uh listeners yeah and hey vic very excited to be here i'm very excited again like i guess switching switching our hats because usually we're when it comes to podcasts and audio areas as of recent we've been in a web3 space so just taking that hat off but maybe it web three has something to do with queerness who knows um sure it does but yeah paisley like vic said where we've got so many threads of a relationship and definitely show up like like without having to ask but like who do you need me as today you know like and we are constantly messaging each other and starting new tabs of like, okay, cool. Now we're talking about temple culture between us and intimacy. And actually now there's some business and sales. And actually now I, I need to talk to him about my relationship. Oh, do you need some stuff for your relationship? Oh, what about our relationship? Oh, can you take care of my dog? Can I take care of your dog? I like there's this and it's all happening at once. Oh my God, look, we need to work with this photographer. It's uh, yeah, all art, business, love, mysticism is all there within our relationship. And I guess I know that that's who I am in my essence is someone that is a shapeshifter, someone that loves and lives for being able to take shape and form in different ways in every given moment to be able to be one emotion archetype essence and then letting that dissolve and tap into the next one and and really just yeah feel the chameleon of myself and that is very much where my queerness comes from and and sits and um, we're gonna unpack a lot of that throughout this podcast I'm sure mm, totally I just I just adore you so much like, <laughs> it's just like really being met in the depths of of, of my essence with you as well mm. and I feel everything you just shared about yourself and myself and mm. um you know even the threads of what you just said about being the shapeshifter like that so lives inside of the new paradigm intimacy which for those who of you who don't know Paisley actually named the new paradigm intimacy hey, so named my yes, baby as well <laughs> <laughs> We were already crossing threads years ago, years ago. Yeah, but this whole piece around like, you know, in the New Paradigm Intimacy, we'd call it like having range, you know, like having the range to um, mm. really be able to feel what's happening in the field and let yourself adapt into that. And this piece that you have with your program, the Shapeshifter, which allows you to kind of adapt into that. And I feel like that fluidity that we both hold allows us to have this very deep, rich relationship that we've both been like, ah this is kind of cool we're not even like there's not there's like the frictions that come up kind of move through very quickly because we seem to have this navigation point that we can just like 
tap change. This is like our favorite mm-hmm. tap change. <laughs> thing yeah, that we, we tap change constantly. I'm sure throughout this podcast, there'll be moments of trying to keep up with us because we'll tap change a lot, but maybe we'll do our best to be a bit more professional in the audio journey. <laughs> and so just so you know, basically what we do is that because we can't transition slowly from one thing to another, we just say tab change. And it's just like literally close down that tab, open another one. <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's tap change and go into, <laughs> Done. into where you're at right now with, yeah, this, this reality of queer and sacred sexuality. This is the point that I feel that we're both holding together and I'm curious to hear where you're at with it right now. Right now, or like right now, right now is that just this evening running Queer Temple at, at my house. So where I'm very much at is finding that intersection of queerness, like same-sex relating and also what comes with that because to me queerness isn't just same sex relating but like being with all gender but also like political views like as in like the ways I see the world and things around gender earth spirituality etc and inclusion how does that meet temple arts like how do we really make all these things sacred and and make them yeah here from a place of connected to source and what that's really coming through so far in our queer temples is is like how do we make the debaucherous uh sacred because there is a lot of debauchery connected to queerness um like just even the other night last friday or saturday saturday night uh went to a gay spa and that's not a place that holds a lot of spirituality, but me and tobacco were like weaving temple throughout that place. Like everyone's Eros was just getting activated. We're there for maybe like three or four hours and we were nonstop in like Eros and activating room by room by room. And that's a place that's not super aware of consent, spirit, like tracking Eros, um, yeah being in divinity and we were weaving that in there and it wasn't like our intention like let's go there and create temple in a sauna but it was weaving it into our own essence and taking that everywhere we go and and that's what's super uh exciting for me in my queer journey right now is like reclaiming all the parts that sometimes we let go of when we are going into our spiritual journey because you know previously spirituality to me was like popping a pill and getting loose on the dance floor at a rave and lasers are going on smoke fucking bass is rattling my rib cage and but there was an escapism with that at the same time and in that escapism there was spirituality you know and I'm hooking up with this person rubbing genitals over here whatever it is on the dance floor and then that got abandoned throughout my spiritual journey of like, okay, now I've got to be more holy, sacred, um, pure, you know, vegan, eat good, drink good, think good, blah. And it's like, oh no, now I want to go back and claim all the parts that were left behind on that journey. And I feel in the queer community, uh, yeah, 
that our sexuality is very much connected to partying and like quiet like debauchery and fucking lots of sex and just openness in that way but how do we bring spirit in yeah that's actually what i feel like is the magic of you and tobacco it's like but uh-huh. debauchery meets spirituality like even you guys mm-hmm. were gonna have your rave and it's just like there's just like that essence of what you weave through and i and yeah. i love that you were bringing that into the into the um the gay sauna I'm oh like, it was so good <laughs> so good it was so hot like i still like i'm like this morning self-pleasuring over that experience and just like living my exhibitionist like absolute just yeah best life in my exhibitionist we didn't let anyone really touch us for the first like three hours you know and people were like we want you and then it just ended in a like we were quick we were causing orgies all around like it is true we want to touch you it's like sorry you only witness you know and then other things would pop off and then yeah by the end it was like okay now is big orgy time love it it's the best Hey, Hello. Is connecting. Was it your internet or mine? It's yours. I'm still in the recording. <laughs> the podcast oh. is still happening, but I'm on the phone to you now. <laughs> okay. I, I pressed pause as soon as I saw that it's connected, but uh, my internet looks fine. I don't understand. Maybe I'll just switch over to my phone. Yeah, because it, it says I am now the host. Okay, great. So hopefully I still have the recording in the cloud? Yeah, I think so. It says it's still recording right now. Maybe just pause the recording then and then I'll jump back in. Recording in progress. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're still recording. Still recording. All the tabs. Oh. all right internet malfunction we are back i was just laughing saying uh i fucking love you guys in the sauna because that is just like one of my favorite things is like not singing to the choir like it's one thing Mm. to take sacred sexuality to the spiritual community there's another thing to take sacred sexuality into the world into the mainstream oh yeah oh yeah yeah like it's there's, there's this like moment I remember um, me and Tobacco were at a nudist beach and we're like sort of like cuddling up a bit 
I can't remember if he was stroking me or I was just stroking myself and it was just like just fully being in my eros you know like a very embodied way at the nudist bitches in Sydney and it started like a, a Mexican wave like literally with cocks you know like you know and it was um so beautiful to me like just feeling the layers of eros move up the beach and each like it just creating sexuality between couples and friends and strangers up the up there and like you know unfortunately to an extent people think that's an invitation at times but that particular time no one people were like enjoying watching which I'm very open to I love being watched as an exhibitionist but yeah that it's like creating it in a safe way and not it being like I'm not running that on a horizontal access I'm running that on a vertical this is for me you know and then when people interact with that because I'm embodied in that especially at the sauna it's like hey like this is this is to watch and not touch but I really enjoy watching you have your thing and people like oh okay like it's fine I'm not in trouble for doing something that they didn't like you know and that that's just like a god I, I would do that every day of the week if I could well, I kind of think you do. You like you're creating that community in every single moment. Is what I see. You know, mm. like mm. in all the different ways. And like you said, like we don't know if Web three is going to come up, but for me, this is part of it. Like everything that we're creating with this like new paradigm of like, even the way you and I approach this Web three program that we've created, it's very much like, can you actually get okay with it in your body before you start yeah. making massive investments and putting all mm. your becoming a you know Bitcoin maximalist? Like you know, it's like actually when you get okay with it in your body you actually can start to create the re reality that you choose for it to be and it doesn't mm. mean you have to be like so um you know can become completely in the crypto space and become an investor or a trader or put all these labels on or the and shape shift into these realities but it's just like can you find that part inside of your range you know and i feel like that's a part of what we're inviting people into mm. yeah, yeah range is definitely the thing yeah, I definitely see you do that in all all areas of your life. So it's very powerful to to witness and to watch. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> the thing that is um, driving to where I'd like to go now is just like this piece around, um, like how how that's all going to come together. You know, like I so. You know, you know, I stand next to you completely in holding this vision of this new paradigm landing and people having the capacity to be deeply in their debauchery, deeply in their spirituality, deeply in like whatever it is that is actually coming up without having to, um, yeah, without needing to become a, a particular label, but just to have the range to keep meeting the present moment. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited to see like, Actually, I'm excited to hear from you. Like, what do you feel is going to be possible when people start to integrate these this range that we're speaking of? You know, the you know, the current range, you know, when we're speaking about range is like because I have a stronger background in temple work, right? When when and doing these queer temples is like in certain ways, I'm still a bit of a baby queer when it comes to like community and experience in that way. Um, and when I'm doing these queer temples, like currently right now, it's very simple. It's just like sound healings that are not 
you know, singing bowls and ums and whatnot. It's like deep trance queer anthems and trans um, charmans telling stories of history and future. Um, And my whole thing about why I wanted to start with that is like, I wanted to do harvests, like what is queer temple? Because I didn't want to just do what happens a lot in society is like do the the hetero thing as queer people you know like it's like oh yeah I know what it's like to do temple in a more of a heteronormative way you know like in the mystery schools that um, I've been to in mystery experiences is more being run by hetero people that are also very hetero flexible um, but I didn't want to just go, oh yeah, this is what you usually do in temple, you know, is the, the range actually comes from, for me, is like the deep listening in a like, cool, let's create space to figure out what the actual range is here. Because to me, when I hear quid temple, I don't, I don't know any range, you know, like, it's like, how do I just take the smaller steps? You know, how do I do less and move at the pace of the nature of what queer temple means? Mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying it's sort of like, you know, so far things coming up is like, oh, I th- we need to go on an excursion to Sydney and go to a like uh, a queer club, you know, or something like that, where it's like, we are people that do temple work. How do we bring that into the club? Like me and Tobacco did at um, the sauna, but by doing it in group in people that have these tools of sound, breath, touch, movement, you know, boundaries, consent, desires, like being with all the things that we know, how do we, yeah, weave that into the world. And I I just believe the future comes from that of, especially in queerness, like how it can be more sacred and spiritual and uh, seen as a superpower rather than what society sort of still holds a level of like a, a lower class is, holding that frequency you know like the more that you go into places like you said can you hold sacred sexuality outside of a temple or a sacred sexual container um the more we do the work the more just by a glance of an eye as a flick of a wrist or just a chest walking past another chest other people get activated in their journey that's what i really see is the the uh importance of doing embodiment work and you want to spread it but at the same time it doesn't always have to be through selling someone into your program or someone coming to your workshop or doing a temple together it's just actually practicing ourselves as much as possible and getting mentored by the right people and then it's your essence or my essence that activates others without you even knowing you know it's it's the it's the humble path of like you don't know the effect on people that you have just by walking down the street. Yeah. Being the transmission. <laughs> yeah. Hold the transmission. Yeah. 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 And I think that actually, like, I guess, like, let's say in a reality, then everyone, you're, you're holding the transmission, everyone's holding the transmission. What do you feel like the world's going to be like if that, when that happens? Mm. like fluidity you know like a a a dissolving of labels for sure 
like last night I was just talking about on an Instagram live, the difference between gay and queer, in my opinion, is uh, queer is someone that might even just be only interested in the same sex or only interested to me in the opposite sex um, or any other place on the, on the spectrum. Um, but queer is, again, like more of a political, more of a um, essence piece. It's like my essence is quite fluid where to me, gay or lesbian um, is like a same sex attracted person that plays out heteronormative um, roles. Like, okay, like I, if I'm playing me as a gay, I have a boyfriend, we got to be together for this amount of time and then we've got to start saving to get a house and then we've got to have a child and then we've got to get married and then we've got to have this amount of savings for our retirement and we've got to have this kind of nice car whatever it is and not that any of those things are bad but it's the programming of this is what you must do and also that when you walk into a queer space as a gay person majority of to my opinion gay people have a lot of opinions about like uh, what a trans person should be or someone having sex in this corner or doing whatever is like queerness is like liberation and openness to do whatever and for that to shapeshift at any moment gay is still very like stuck and rigid just like hetero so when the world opens up and hits that point of liberation and activation is that there's more fluidity. No one is rigid about things that are a button that can be pressed. You know, it's like, just because I'm queer and like, if I don't want to be with a woman, I don't have to be with a woman. But at the same time, I have the openness to explore it. It's not a rigid no, you know? it's uh, like I'm open to that and same with just anything you know money like love sex spirit creativity you, it's it's not fixed to any one thing and the willingness to explore all yeah. but you can also very much be niche in exactly what you do I only like this sex or this position or this thing you know like this is my favorite thing you know but you're open to everything in life that's that's my big feeling is and and then but a byproduct of that is there'll be less rape less like lower class people there'll be less inequality there'll be more diversity there'll be more inclusion there'll be better laws better systems around money and work uh, and just more presence and awareness of just being with what's around rather than like, no, this is the way we do things. It's mm -hmm. like, what do we actually need in this moment? The Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy is a globally recognized year-long program that qualifies you to become a practitioner of the self-pleasure modality, assisting clients in how to open to their pleasure and create transformation in their lives. There's never been a better time for you to follow your calling and make a difference in the world by just being you. 
If you're curious about joining one of the fastest growing industries, reach out via social media or our website, newparadigmintimacy.com, or send over the syllabus. I love that you just encapsulated that because I have just done 10 podcasts on a queer series and been exploring this exact topic. And you just like, it was actually yesterday on like maybe podcast number nine that I came to like, oh, this is the difference between gay and queer, you know? And even mm. for me, it was like, why do I, why do I not resonate with the term bisexual? You know, it's like, I was just like, or, you know, it's just like that just was not landing for me. But queer, I'm like, I feel very easeful in that and I couldn't put my finger on what exactly was the you know the definition that I was actually really comfortable with inside of that queer label and for me that was it it was like actually like you know and also the edginess on the political part that you're speaking to for me that I like really worked through even just through doing these podcasts has been like well in the world I dress fairly hetero i my partner is a man you know we have a very normal looking relationship in those ways but there is a sense of like the fluidity of the queerness and to be with the present moment and whatever the relationship wants to be in this moment. And even like the way that we approach, um, you know, having sex with other people is not really for a lens of like, uh, well, you're just gonna only connect with women because you're a man or I'm only gonna connect with men because I'm a woman. Like it's not, like, it's not even like the, the approach is more like actually, well, what what's real, you know, where is Eros? Yeah. And that's mm. something that I've been def- defining inside of the queerness is like, we're meeting life from where's life, which is where is mm. Eros, where is, you know, and if we could trust our desire and if we could trust our uh, Eros really to move us in life, which is the whole reason that I've even come together with this man, you know, it's like, mm. that's that to me, I'm like, that's what I'm looking for inside of like the world. And I completely agree with you when those things are removed and people are not just, um going with someone from a place of status like just mm. drawing towards them because of their gender or their job or yeah. their clothing or their culture you know like mm. that to me is like there's a purity in what we're speaking to when we're, when we're moving with eros mm. well you know that's a fascinating thing when you you know tap into more temple culture which i think temple it's so funny like temple and queer to me are very much pretty much the same thing but also different in certain ways but, uh, you know, you see in temple experiences when they're more erotically charged, um, you, if you like zoom out, not all the way out, but like zoom out from like being in the temple and you zoom out back into like our day-to-day life, you're like, sometimes you see even yourself or other people, you're like, oh my God, in normal day-to-day that this person and this person that are hooking up right now, that wouldn't happen, but because they're in it. And a great example of that is, you know, when it comes to labels and preferences, it's it's great to have those. We, we all should have those. But again, it's the openness to tracking the mystery and the, what is meant to be is when we're at the sauna the other day. So Debacco and I, we're both fluid and versatile in our sexuality and, you know, like all genders and can, um, in our ways of having sex is we both top and bottom one another is but maybe we're both a bit more leaning towards we like men and we like cock a bit more than women probably you know and pussy and any trans kind of gender there amalgamation we are just a bit more leaning on the 
gay side at times and we are both a bit more tops you know we both prefer to penetrate than be penetrated but that doesn't change our relationship we still swap the roles and when we hook up with other people our preference on like a surface level is probably like a little little twinkie boy you know that's like that wants to be the bottom and that's a bit more like on the feminine side and we don't have to worry about the dynamics of who's going to top or whatever right so when we're at the sauna it's like you know our eyes when we when we discuss and checking in our boundaries and desires and whatnot beforehand agreements you know we're like oh you know if a little twinkie boy comes along you know and we both are into him let's let's have a good time you know and then you know after this three hours of us having experience and we both eyed off a couple of little twinklets by the end of it when it came time in this room that we cultivated an orgy the, the person that we interacted with was like a big bloke that was definitely a top uh like big muscly and like usually i get a bit more intimidated by bigger muscly men because like the, the higher level of masculinity and like like everyone is attractive yes but in my opinion tobacco and i are definitely the most attractive people there um on like a surface level i mean yeah um and this person sort of looked like a younger quentin tarantino and <laughs> i just don't think quentin tarantino is that good looking at all but just in that moment it was very bright like just the erotic charge the like the the things that needed to play out and like me and tobacco were very much like in roles that we usually wouldn't play like we've had experiences and we were very much we were the twinks you know <laughs> we were the little young boy energy you know and and serving this bigger man you know um and you know three hours ago that wasn't the reality you know and even two hours ago there was one other big jockey looking dude that was very interested in us and following us and, and my, i was in a lot of contraction around i was like oh I'm open to seeing what happens, but this, this archetype of a person is not interesting to me. And it actually sends me into contraction, but then nearly the same person later was right. Okay. Right now it's right. You know? And that to me is queerness. It's like the ability to dissolve what labels, what narratives, what preferences, what you are comfortable, not comfortable and uncomfortable but like who you identify as can dissolve in a moment of how it's going to be and it was so fucking hot it was so fucking hot it was so great you know and it's just usually not what I would go for mm, that's so good you know this is like a bit of a controversial <laughs> um thought that I have but I really believe like if the world was moving from the eras there would actually be a lot less trauma in relationships oh yeah yeah because it's like when we're when like like you said when you're like in that feeling of like oh this is what I like more on an ego level like you mm -hmm. said it's like that I think that's where a lot of this mm, it's like the alchemy is not it's like it just is too surface whereas when the mm -hmm. alchemy is from a deeper place of eros or whatever was happening between you 
and tobacco with that guy like when the one you did actually hook up with we'll call it quentin tarantino quentin tarantino you and you're connecting with quentin tarantino in the sauna (laughs) (laughs) quentin tarantino in the gay sauna is the the title Um, there's um, there's a sense of like what is the like I'm uh, that's the alchemy I live for like I'm just all about that you know and I love like Mm -hmm. sexual alchemy I think is really in my opinion what is going to heal the planet yes when I see that kind of stuff happening I'm like there is so much transition transmission and like collapsing of polarities and like healing that just goes on inside of that like even if you're saying to me like oh this is a person that represents you know masculinity and like um, intimidation to me for whatever reason that is in your psyche feels like it just came into resolution through you like coming into that with him it was just felt so beautiful when you were sharing it yeah Yeah. that was like an like a very distant awareness in the moment because I was so deep in my era so deep in my like spirituality and my flow with myself and with tobacco and then also on the wider spectrum of the room it was so easeful transitioning into him but there was a part of my ego going this is this is weird you know like this isn't normal but Mm. it was so far away because I was so deep within the thread of Eros and the alchemy Mm. of what was in the room I was like cool like that doesn't matter you know it's also why I think like the places that we can go to in our Eros you know, can actually feel quite repulsive to us when we're not in our eros. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that... Yeah, sure. Go on. I was just, like, thinking about, like, for instance, a thing like being spit-roasted, you know, like, which is a bad term. It's not not a nice term. I don't like the word spit-roast. Or being pegged is not the best word either. But sometimes when I'm you know in in my sex you know I'm like oh my god like if it was alive right now I'd definitely be spit roasted you know but then if I think about it right now I'm like oh that's very intimidating I don't know how I feel about that I don't know how I don't feel about people seeing me like that or like talking about that with other people like oh yeah fucking Quentin Tarantino and tobacco put me on the spit roast you know it's like (laughs) it's a big visual to put out you know and like whatever it is being pegged you know it's like there's definitely moments with women or with uh you know pussy owning people where it's like oh like being pegged right now in this experience would be really hot but then when I like just come back out afterwards I'm like you know like I'm not that excited to be pegged by Vic right now you know it feels a bit dry for me or even a bit like too intimidating or repulsive but when I'm in it I'm like oh peg me Vic you know like I am all yours because I'm in the eros and and the medicine that comes from that you know is is huge totally my humor is just going off again I'm like that's the only clip we're going to use in the podcast peg me Vic <laughs> peg me Vic yeah the, everyone everyone will be down for that this is the context piece that I actually was feeling as I was just bringing that into people's awareness is like when we're listening to these conversations is like people uh, imagining something outside of the people's when people don't have a connection to their own eros like when you're telling me this story like I was just tracking where I'm hearing it from 
you know, I was like, mm. oh, I'm just feeling the expansiveness of you three together. And I'm like, just feeling all the alchemy that's going on because I have a reference point for Eros in my body. Mm. And I just feel like when people don't have that space to like listen to it through their body, it's like, they're just getting the visuals, like you said. Yeah. And it's, that's actually a thing I think that's going to happen when we like vision this reality into life. It's like, mm. we can have these conversations. And it also touches on something around why sexuality is sacred you know it's like it's not about being secretive or it being taboo or it being hidden but it's like we're just moving all that taboo and debauchery into the sacred so it can still kind of occur and look the same from the outside but it's like where it lands for people and what and where the reverence is inside of the act is so different Mm -hmm. you know that's that's the thing like again just continuing to return to this point of um, can you do sacred sexuality outside of a sacred sexuality container is in sacred sexuality containers, a fly on a wall, someone that peeks through the window, be like, what the fuck is this debauchery? You know, like this is call the police, you know, I've had those moments where I'm like, oh my God, if someone saw what we're doing right now. And I've but, actually had the know, police called, but you know, different, different stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is, um, can you do it the other way around, you know, mm-hmm. like, can it's cause it's like, you can do debauchery in sacred sexuality, but can you do sacred sexuality in debauchery? Yeah. Oh, magic. Yeah. <sighs> it's a lot here. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here, but I'm loving the vision that we're calling in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like what we have actually just touched on is that cross point of like queer culture, sacred sexuality, temple culture, the mainstream way of viewing sexuality. What happens when, like, what is the reason that we do this whole thing and like the healing that gets to take place and the ripple effects that gets to take place when we completely collapse all of these polarities, uh, labels, all of that stuff. And that's what I'm really excited for. And almost like mm. so beautiful to actually unpack this with you because I feel like we live this in every single moment. Like we're, we are fluid in every sense of the word, you know, and how we interact together. And just to really like, uh, like break back the layers and to see how that fits into our web three realities and how mm-hmm. that fits into our sexuality and how that fits into our friendship and business partnership and how, you know, just the, I just want to really, I, don't, I feel like I just want to close this by actually just honoring the friendship that we've cultivated and the the relationship we've cultivated, I should say, because, you know, something that is very special to me about the way we interact is like, there is so much safety for me to feel like the um, dyadic relationship that I share with my partner can come into relationship with how you should like, and support you guys and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, the capacity to say, we can do anything, sexuality, like friendship, whatever needs to happen in this moment is being listened to from a deeper place than uh expectation yeah well that's the that's the um you know the piece on a on a wider spectrum in our relationship and just in the culture of our community but definitely between us how we said at the start we have so many different forms of relationship and we can advise between our like personal relationship our like our partners is and and in business and whatnot is that we are deeply connected to our eros and embodiment and sexuality and like in queerness is like you might have your preferences but when you dissolve that you follow what's real is that i can you know like if i'm mediating between you and 
Miroslav or you're mediating between me and Debaco is that, you know, there might be preferences of like, oh, I would really prefer if you treated Debaco this way versus what you're doing right now or vice versa. But it's like, oh, actually, what is it? What is the piece? You know, and it's like, we don't have to take sides. We can feel into what's really the thread and what is the medicine. And, and it's like, oh, actually, there is a big piece about why you're treating tobacco that way or why he's treating you this way or vice versa. And oh, actually, we can go deeper into that. And let's like be with that and play out the debauchery of this relationship. And same in business is like, cool, like, we've got to do this around the money and the sales or the facilitation and the webinars or whatever is like how do we look at it in a way where we dissolve the ego and and the goals you know we've had times where it's like oh fuck we're so focused on making more money let's dissolve back and go oh let's feel into what the container needs as a bigger oh fuck it's not even about money right now and now we've dissolved oh cool now more money's coming in actually that we've stopped focusing on that we're actually just with the with the the eros of of our business you know and i think that is the unknown part about from a mainstream society or from someone from the outside that hasn't done a lot of this work is it's not about oh cool like i can self-pleasure better or i can have better sex or you know i am a sex guru or whatever those things end business relationships mm. connections to the person that you get copy from the your political mind your ability to create art it's it's so much more when you're connected to your eros your embodiment your sexuality yeah 100% and you know this is what we get on a day-to-day basis from each other and also like on the level of like the flow of our life like we just come together hung out for a weekend took some photos and we're like oh business just birthed oh I guess we'll follow that oh we just accidentally made like 100k each beautiful you know like these <laughs> bigger launches just happening because we're just following the thread of this current mm-hmm. and we're yeah. both connected to it and, and so available to it and listening to it without putting any expectation on it and I feel like the less expectation we put onto any circumstance the more fruit just like just emerges without us even having to really do too much. And I, I'm just in such awe of just creating in this way. And yeah, just like, so I'm like feeling, um, yeah, just really like my heart is exploding, feeling like how, how amazing the Oblivion project has been to, that we've done together. Mm. Like pretty much, I, I don't feel like we've had any friction actually as, I've, as I'm just feeling into it. I'm like, have we had any friction? Mm. And it's just been creative and fun and juicy and and sexual and, and you know, and it's tech. It's Web3. Yeah. It's <laughs> tech, Web3 things that aren't our, yeah, mm. our main wheelhouse, but it's it's because it's not tech. It's, it's Eros for us. Yeah. Love that. All righty. Well, I love that. I love you. And I'd love you to tell the listeners where they can find you and what you're up to right now. Hmm. So you can find me on Instagram, Paisley Heart underscore. You can find me on Twitter, Hello Paisley Heart. You can find me uh, on my website, www.hellopaisleyheart.com. Uh, you can email me at 
uh, hello paisleyheart at gmail.com. Um, is that how you do it? I don't know, something like that. And um, what I'm currently doing is obviously Oblivion with Vic. So you have to be aware of that if you're in either of our worlds. But what I'm opening at the moment, I've just launched my program Shapeshifters for the third round, which is coming up June 28th is when we start taking on 33 people. And it's a journey through the four archetypes of the lover, business person, artist, and mystic, and the ways that when we embody these both on a personal and transpersonal frame, how we can merge, even this is how we've talked about like how Eros is in your business, it's in your spirituality, it's in your creativity, you know, that's the lover, artist, business person, and like each of those can give to one another so it's a, it's a lot about a community of people moving through different archetypes and leveling up in all areas of life like how do we create mastery in all levels of life where each part of our these four quadrants of us you know that if you do spirituality you get more money if you do more creativity you have better sex etc mm -hmm. so you can reach out to me it'll be in the link on my bio and email website etc so yeah please come along if that feels like it's a calling for you it's a three-month journey from june 28th to september 20 something love it thank you thank you so much for coming on this has been so much fun <laughs> pleasure